Mental health can be a difficult topic to talk about. I'd like to change that. I'm Marcus Pipworth and welcome to the Ministry of Change podcast. Hello, yes, welcome to the Ministry of Change. Um, I hope you're doing well. Today I'm going to play you an interview that I recorded quite a long time ago actually. I recorded it in August, um, so around this, uh, just after I'd done the interview in Sweden with um, Charles Eisenstein and then the interviews with Nadja and Eustace about alternative learning systems in uh, Denmark. So that was in um, sort of episode, I think, 22 and 23 of the podcast. I then, uh, on the way back, I was driving back through Europe and I stopped off in Amsterdam to visit my friend Kai, who Kai Brower, who runs this amazing place called Funbase. Um, it's a sort of adult play centre and uh, co-working space in Amsterdam. And so it has a ball pit. It has, it's, he calls it the tree house. It's got uh, video games, board games. And uh, Kai's really interesting. I met him probably like, well, maybe it's three years ago now in um, Barcelona. We were both there with part of this community we're both part of called the Happy Startup School. And um, yeah, I've known him for a while and I'm always very interested in what he do he does and his, his interest in play and essentially what happens when we stop playing and why it's important as adults to remember to build play back into our life. So that's what a lot of this conversation is about. I've been wanting to go to Amsterdam to see Kai for a, a long time and check out Funbase, uh, actually be there because I've heard so much about it. So this was a great opportunity to do that. Um, it's really good. I'll play the conversation and just sort of apologies to Kai for taking so long to get it out. I'm just one person by myself making this podcast and I record quite a lot of them and and uh, I, I try and like really transcribe them all and really sort of craft them and it takes me a long time and sometimes I forget and sometimes I get a build up and so uh, anyway here we are it's here now uh, I would like to say that if you do like these podcasts then please do like and subscribe uh, on Apple Podcasts or on your podcast app and share it with your friends and um also uh thank you so much to everyone that's supporting me on patreon that's how i'm trying to fund this project and it enables me to sort of keep keep creating these podcasts and keep creating spaces to talk about mental health uh so yeah great thank you so much to all those people uh if you can do that if you're interested then i'll put a link down to my patreon page which is it's it's patreon.com forward slash ministry of change uh, but you can find that in the bottom. If you can't contribute, then that's totally fine. I put these out for free, but um, obviously I don't earn a living out of this apart from the things that people listen contribute. So yeah, if you can, then do. If you can't, then don't. I will just mention actually that the recording isn't that wonderful. We're doing it in a really echoey room and uh, I, I think I'm still on the learning curve of how to record good sound quality um i think i'm a bit better now it's a few months ago i made this but anyway um just bear that in mind and uh, i hope you can uh yeah i don't think it's that much of a problem but i can't tell you that it's not for you without further ado i will play the conversation between myself kai brower in amsterdam at funbase yeah so i'm uh kai brower and i'm the co-founder of funbase 
which is, yeah, it's always nice to describe it in a couple of sentences, but it's a uh, play community for big kids, also known as adults. So we um, offer this amazing play space in Amsterdam, 10 minutes from Central Station, with all kinds of play activities ranging from board games to a ball pit, video games, Legos, anything you can do to play. Um, well, but the most important thing is that we're trying to get especially young adults to like re-embrace that inner child again uh, and reconnect with themselves and become more playful uh, because I think that's part of staying sane, um, being yourself, being creative, being in flow, being happy. Um, play is, in my opinion, uh, well, I think one of the most important aspects of you know, being centered as a human being. So that's what we're trying to do here. We've been doing that for nearly three years now. Um, started very small as an experiment within our friend group with colleagues and stuff like that. And now we have a community of upwards of 700 people who uh, yeah, are part of our little tribe here in Amsterdam and the part, rest of the Netherlands where we just uh, organize a play event every Saturday and meet up here and have a really good time. So, uh, yeah, that's what uh, Fun Biz is all about. Cool. I'm going to take my shoes off. It yeah, was please like do. A place where I yeah. Shoes. <laughs> well, it would be amazing. <laughs> like, just, I can't resist it. So, I'll ask you, could you just describe what the room we're sitting in like is for yeah. people listening? Yeah, of course. So, this room here, we call it the ball pit room for a good reason, because we have a ball pit four by four meters wide, and I think there are like 20,000 blue light blue and dark blue balls in there with all kinds of sea creatures, big dolphin and a couple of penguins. So, uh, and we're sitting at a table tennis table, which is used for our more traditional meetings, but the more creative sessions happen in the, in the ball pit. And for fun base, I mean, we're, uh, yeah, either chilling in there, talking with each other, or it's all out war in this room. <laughs> well, we're definitely, definitely going to be getting in that ball pit. For sure. After this, for sure. During it, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, cool. So, um, what what sort of people are in as part of the community? Um, yeah, they're they're mostly twenty five to thirty five year olds, um, and it it yeah, it's a very diverse group. So they're from all over the world because you know Amsterdam is an international city, so we have a lot of expats looking to uh, find new friends here through play, which is one of the best ways, in my opinion, to meet new people instead of in a bar. Um, and we also have a lot of people who are, well, you could call them more introvert, um, who feel that this is a place where they can connect with people who also like the more geeky things, uh, uh, who like to play board games all day and enjoy each other's company. Um, so it's yeah, it's more geeky. We have a lot of more geeky pe people who join this and like this, but it's not just for them, um, if you can call it them. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, we have also, uh, for example, people who have a very stressful job and are trying to transition from that, uh, and this could be a stepping stone for them to you know, reconnect with that playfulness and have a day where you don't have to do anything, just play, let time fly by and have a good time. 
Um, so it's a really nice mix, uh, lots of backgrounds, lots of different characters, but uh, what combines or unites us is play. Uh, and in my opinion, it transcends borders, cultures. It's something that all of us have in us and want to, you know, reconnect with. So, yeah. Is, is play something that's always been an important part of your life? Yeah, most definitely. And uh, it's also um, the moment in my life I didn't have that in me, uh, or at least I tried to suppress it is the darkest part in my life in terms of my mental health and how I was feeling uh, or struggling with depression and well uh, you <laughs> mentioned it in the intro uh, pressure from outside especially and, and just feeling um, that you know I wasn't living my own life I was kind of living someone else's life doing what people expected of me um, and I didn't play anymore, I wasn't playful, I became really cynical. Uh, so yeah, play has definitely be, been a, like a big part of my life, but also the absence of play has been uh, the, well, the instigator of what started Funbase, because uh, yeah, I, it became <laughs> like really apparent that once I didn't uh, play anymore, once I had become so serious about life, that something had to change and actually the moment I really realized that was when a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, had a burnout and that person was on the like uh, last row of the list of potential uh, burnout victims so I was uh, really at a crossroads there I knew that if I didn't change anything in my life I would get the same thing um, so I started changing things in my life, started making mini steps towards getting back to who I really was. And uh, I started asking myself the question, when was the last time I was truly happy? Uh, and I had to go way back. <laughs> I had to go all the way back to my childhood, 13 to 14 years old, uh, where I could just play. And there wasn't any, or at least, very little pressure to perform or to be someone or to achieve things. Um, I, I grew up in Norway, uh, my mom's from there and we went to vacation a lot when we moved uh, uh, back to the Netherlands. Um, so I, I instantly was thrown back to that period of time where I could just play outside in nature, go into the mountains and you know pick wild berries see the sunset, uh, you know, build like these awesome little dams together with my brother and sister in the rivers there and just play and, and no worries and uh, be curious and, and learn stuff. I learned more back then about how things work than in my whole like school life. Um, so I knew that that was something that I was missing and play was kind of the thing that was really apparent I wasn't doing anymore. Um, so little baby steps in getting that back. And it's funny to think back now that they were all uh, playful activities, but they were disguised. So uh, I don't know if you're familiar with obstacle runs, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So they were like uh, starting back then. Uh, 
And it was something that was cool to do, something new, but it was a playful act. So we didn't compete to be the first, my friends and I. We just like rolled in the mud and laughed our asses off and you know had the best time of our lives. Um, and I went to these uh, play centers for kids with my three-year-old niece, who was my alibi uh, to go to that place. So there were like smaller steps to get back into it. Um, and what I did see quite fast actually that what it did to me as a person that I started becoming more, uh, yeah, happier, just I more present, uh, less cynical, less, you know, uh, toxic around. I just became more me, uh, shed those layers of, you know, expectations and ego and whatnot. Um, but at the same time, I also saw what, uh, how other adult people were struggling with uh, connecting with that playfulness so it was really interesting to see my own path but also people maybe trying to reconnect with it themselves um, and I really remember one moment uh, I think a week after visiting one of those play centers for kids I was sitting at the kitchen table at my parents with my uh, brother and sister and we were like reminiscing about that uh, particular event with my niece and just playing and stuff like that. And I had this one image in my head of uh, a father playing with his uh, kid, I think three to four year old daughter in the ball pit. And he was just having the best day of his life and uh, the kid as well. Uh, just doing these jumps from the side, those WWE jumps, you know, and she was laughing her ass off, big ear-to-ear -ear grin, and I was sitting there with my wife and my niece eating lunch and looking at this spectacle, and uh, this, this guy just all of a sudden from super playful transitions into, you know, feeling really awkward and reserved. He sat on the side of the ball pit, didn't know how to... Uh, you know, what posture he would have to take. His face was, you know, serious again. And I, I kind of looked around to see if he saw someone familiar, maybe his boss or whatever, but couldn't see that. But uh, it, it kind of, it was maybe the seed that was planted. So at this kitchen table with my brother and sister, we were discussing that. And uh, I don't know exactly who said it, but it was like, uh, wouldn't be awesome if that guy wouldn't have felt any shame if there was a place where he would be surrounded with like minds who didn't judge him for that in fact who would stimulate that and, and celebrate it uh, and that's the thing that started fun days um, yeah nice that's a really nice story would um um I mean, why, why do you think that? Um, why do you think the play is sort of something that we neglect so much? Like, why? I mean, obviously, it's something we naturally do as children. Why do you think mm. we move away from that? Um, yeah, I think I don't. I can't speak for anyone else. I can just try and um, make my own or see what they did to me. And and to me, it felt like. Um, the moment 
where I had more and more responsibilities and uh, stuff that was expected of me, that kind of started the uh, well, the deterioration or however you can call it of that playfulness inside of me. So um, thinking back, <laughs> it's, uh, thinking back to one of those vacations or actually multiple vacations to Norway, there were like three to four weeks yeah. where I could be a kid and no pressure, no school, whatever. And I had a really good like um, uh, school period and, and like primary school was fantastic and lots of play and no like real pressure. But still, I, I felt those four weeks in Norway were the best weeks of my life. Um, and the last week of vacation always felt like, oh shit, I have to go back to school and I have to. Uh, go back to the Netherlands and do the uh, school swimming again, you know, which I dreaded. It was always cold there. <laughs> so all those uh, should do things that had that were waiting for me back home, I really dreaded it. And I mean, high school didn't help because then it became more and more, uh, you know, more homework. Um, you had to sit in rows for eight hours a day and with a short break and, and it didn't feel right but you know you you grow up feeling and knowing well this is apparently how the world works and I have to fall in line and I started rebelling so I skipped a lot of classes and um, yeah I, I did everything in my power to kind of do as little uh, of homework and school as possible but that made me feel like a real loser, like a, like I had somehow failed at life, you know. How could I not, uh, you know, be part of this system that's apparently good for you because you can eventually get a good career and lots of money and stuff. But I didn't, it didn't feel right. It didn't sit right with me. So a lot of, um, yeah, classes being skipped. I started gaming a lot. Uh, with friends and, and hanging out and uh, chasing girls and all, everything not school uh, to just escape that reality um, and I think that's that's yeah also made me a bit more cynical and, and angry in a sense that I felt like fuck this whole system and I want to do something that I want to do but uh, I wouldn't say my parents stimulated me in that sense that they they uh, they wanted me to perform in school, but they weren't like you have to get the best grades and stuff. But they really wanted me to <laughs> go to school and you know get that diploma and stuff like that. But uh, I felt like I want to draw the whole day. I want to be a you know concept artist. I want to create games and stuff like that. But it always felt to me that that wasn't a possibility for me. I had to wait after getting the diploma and then maybe doing something else but um, yeah I, I think getting back to your question all the stuff that is expected of you this is how you should be living your life these, these are the choices you should be making those are all or could all um, help you get off track and become less of yourself and there's actually one little anecdote that really sticks to me to this day and that's from a uh, 
little kid, I think four years old, five years old in primary school, in like a very free, open-minded school, mind you, um, getting asked the question by a teacher, um, which I got asked numerous times back when I was a kid. So, what do you want to be when you grow up? And that kid just thinks really hard and responds, well, teacher, aren't I someone already? And that really was a punch in the gut because that's what I felt like. I am already something, you know. I don't have to get that diploma or, uh, you know, complete this class to be someone, to be more successful, to be more, you know. Um, yeah, so I think just sticking with what you want to do and what feels right and, and what excites you uh, if you can somehow hold on to that and nurture that, then you hold on to that playfulness and to all the benefits that come out of that, the creativity and the, the flow state when you work and, and the relationships you have and the, you know, the attraction you have to others and, yeah, just being yourself. So, uh, yeah, but a bit of a longer answer, but... <laughs> no, it's good. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, it, it's what I believe as well, but and resonated with a lot of what you said with my own life and I think it's a really hard thing to do but I think it's really important I mean this, this sort of perception or my experience was that like of having all these sort of ideas of what I should be doing to be an adult what an adult was mm. and not feeling like I was that so actually doing a really good job of recreating in my life what my expectations of what it meant to be an adult were mm. but also the flip side of that was that it was the most sort of the darkest period of my life. I yeah. had done a similar thing. I had sort of managed to try and cut out all the bits which were really me and create this sort of facsimile of what an adult was. Yeah. And it was horrible. And yeah, so these last few years have been for me a process of unlearning. Yeah. And learning to have fun and learning to play. Mm. And um that's why I'm interested in this place. It's, yeah. it's cool. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's a really good thing that you're doing here. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I, it's, it's fascinating to me. And at the same time, it, it, it's very logical that a lot of people have struggled with this, like similar stories, similar feelings. Um, so coming back to that question about, um, you know, how do we lose that play? I think... There are numerous factors. It could be your parents, your like direct social circle, but I think there's a, a lot of work that has to be done in terms of educa education and doing it right. Getting out of the way of the kids instead of pushing them into these boxes, that's, I think, the number one challenge in uh, making a real change towards having less problems with depression and burnout and all the nasty stuff that's happening right now and even over here I don't know if it's the same in the UK probably but um, even kids in primary school struggling with burnout symptoms which is absolutely crazy it's it yeah. I become furious just thinking about it um, but I think that's that's definitely one place where we could and it's already starting I mean there's a lot of people working on changing this but um, I think once we get um, some real change happening there, we'll see the benefit in 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now 
in a whole generation, hopefully, that just is super playful, critical thinking at the core, you know, and just doing stuff that's right, not harming the planet, not, you know, a generation that can actually tip the scales a bit. Uh, I think that's what we need. So. You're a parent, uh, aren't you? I am, yeah. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old two daughter called Haley, and she's a absolute delight. <laughs> so how do, you, uh, how do you think that you are and will try and sort of continue to bring the concept of sort of play mm. into how you raise her? I try to do as little as possible to push her in any way or direction as I can. So I couldn't choose my primary school. My parents could. That's one thing I can do. There are options, but not a whole lot where I live. Um, but I can at least try and make the choices to, um, yeah, don't have any adult standing in front of her saying she should or should not do this or that. Um, and just keeping an eye out for her that, you know, that doesn't become a thing for her, that she feels uh, like she can't play anymore, that she can't do this or that because someone told her. Uh, I think that's the main thing that as a parent I want to assure, that I guard her playfulness for her, um, together with her. So, um, And just have a shit ton of fun together. <laughs> Make good memories. and um, Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, to talk about, but I love my parents to bits, you know, I, and I know exactly where it comes from, but um, I grew very materialistic because of some things or choices they made for me. So my, my dad was like working a lot when I was a kid. Uh, I saw him every now and then and obviously in the weekends, but he was busy, you know, work and provide. Um, and I always felt that um, he felt the need to buy things for us to compensate for the lack of time he spent with us. Uh, and I, I don't think he was like extreme in the way he didn't spend a lot of time with us, but you know, he must have maybe felt that need to do that. And my mother, she moved here from Norway not knowing anybody except for like my uh, father's parents and, and some other relatives. So she spent a lot of time with us, but also felt the need to like <laughs> uh, pamper us with all these toys and things. So it started becoming normal for me to point at something and that would be mine. I want this, it's mine. So I started not knowing the value of money and, and If I wanted something, I got it. So it's a very unhealthy situation that I struggled with for quite a while and still do to some point. There's still something in me that says like, oh shit, that looks nice. I want that. I need that right now. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's, that's definitely something I want to um, not impose on Haiti. I want uh, her to value money and have a healthy relationship with it and also... Uh, not buy too many things for because it's not necessary the the memories that's the stuff that remains and if I look back or think back to my own childhood it's not the toys 
except for maybe the Nintendo 64 and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not the toys per se that, that made my childhood awesome. It was it were the you know, the, the things I did outside, the memories I made, the play, the uh, the really cool memories, right? So not that super nice Power Ranger toy mm. that cost a hundred euros or you know. Um, yeah, so those two things I'm really aware of not getting in our way yeah yeah i think that's cool i think it's easy to be critical of us or the parents but they were coming from a different generation mm. and that was the dominant story that you yeah. work hard and then that is yeah that's how you have get a happy life but yeah. i think as a generation we saw that not work we we saw that fail yeah and, and, and so i guess it's our responsibility to sort of look into so why that didn't work mm. so sort of how that we can for our children and future generations how can we yeah sort of have a, a healthier impact and no doubt we'll still mess up and make mistakes yeah of course that's part of life yeah, <laughs> yeah. this springs to mind there's a fair yeah. block in poem that they fuck you up your mum and dad they may not mean to but they do and yeah. <laughs> i always think about like <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes but we can try yeah that's a good poem, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't blame them. I know that they did it with the best intentions and, and I'm probably going to make some mistakes as well. Um, yeah, so it's very, very, very true. <laughs> yeah, very, good. Uh, but um, her dad has a giant ball pit in his office. I know, so yeah. It's a good start right there. And I uh, I'm very good to get in there. Um, maybe like just to finish finish off with that, like what what are the what are your um, what are the games you like to play the most? What are the, what's what's the time right now that you feel you're being yourself and fully at play? Hmm. Well, I, I thoroughly and uh, thoroughly enjoy the more strategic board games at this moment in my life, where I can just have four or five people with me and play for hours on end to strategize and and it's more like game of thrones but then in the form of a board game uh which isn't me but it's nice to play that role and backstab people and scheme and stuff like that <laughs> it's it's awesome um and i do really love to be outside and play games so uh, I don't know if you know the game Coop, for example. It's like this. I think uh, you were the one that introduced it to me last year. Yeah. And I got it for my mum for her birthday. And Great. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but other people may not know it. So yeah, so it's, uh, it's Coop with K U B B. And it's a, I think they call it ancient Viking chess. Uh, it's a horrible story where it came from, but it's a really nice game where you play with. Uh, think 10 wooden blocks and some batons that you throw to them uh, there are some rules obviously but uh, it's a really nice garden dunes forest game that you can play at any time just bring it with you it goes in one bag uh, and you can play it for quite a time it's a very chilled out game and you can have a lot of fun in between and mock each other and uh, it's Throwing big sticks at wooden blocks. Pretty much, yeah. That's the slogan. And it's, incredible, it's incredibly fun. Yeah. I can vouch for that. So I'm going to bring it with me uh, next week. Have a 
we call it a, in Tessel or on Tessel, it's a small island. Um, and uh, yeah, other games outside. Um, I really enjoy, especially now, summertime. So, um, And I used to play a lot of Overwatch on the PC. Uh, so, like I mentioned, when I was in high school, I played a lot of video games, and I can't really play that a lot right now, but um, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite games that I occasionally just dip into and uh, lose myself in that, but uh, it's nice because I can always play with a lot of friends here at Funbase, which makes it uh, even more awesome. Well, I like that conversation. It's really nice to catch up with Kai I don't see him that often and um, I think what he's doing is really inspiring I think um, I mean there's so many co-working spaces and that sort of thing these days and I think a lot of them are just sort of I don't know a lot of them don't really feel like they have much meaning beyond the space to work but what Kai has done I think is very different I think he really really cares I think this is coming from a really deep place and the community that he's formed there is really important to him I know and from the people I've met that are part of it um, they get a lot of value out of it and it's such a nice relaxing fun space and I mean I can't really recommend it enough I'll put links down um, to 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 the fun base website and that sort of thing and if you're ever in Amsterdam then do contact Kai and drop in I know he'd welcome you definitely and go in there and see what it's all about and if you're in Amsterdam then go and join become a member of it I, I really recommend it I don't think you would uh, regret that at all I think it's so so important to keep play as part of our lives as adults as we talked about in there like as soon as it starts to disappear and we begin to think of life as this serious serious thing where and play is just a childish thing for children then magic gets lost the life world just becomes a little bit less beautiful and it can lead to depression it can lead to stress it can lead to all sorts of things so I think it's important just to be able to hold on to that and build fun and play and all those sorts of things into the sort of really into the DNA of your life and I'm certainly trying to do that more and more and having a wonderful effect anyway yes i'll put links down to fun base below and then if you want to follow more about what i'm doing with the ministry of change then check out the ministry of change.org uh, you can see my sort of blog posts which i'm putting up and uh yeah and then also do check out my patreon as i said before it is um well, i've got a short link which is bit.ly forward slash support marcus and that really really helps so just so much thanks to everyone that is already doing that um it fills me with so much gratitude and just oh it just makes me feel so happy when I sort of see people so inspired that people are actually sort of engaged enough and in this to to um, and believe enough in it to support me so that's lovely um I'll put a link down to that there is extra content I'm I'm trying at the moment to every week just record a little sort of short audio about um sort of an update on what I'm doing and some thoughts that don't really come into the podcast and then there's also other content which goes on there as well um and yeah but mainly please do like subscribe to the podcast uh review it and just and share it if you if you like a particular episode you don't have to like them all if you like a particular episode and 
just think of the people that you think might also like that and just share it with them it's helps me a lot and uh yeah just yeah just thank you and uh i'll be back soon um probably not and there won't be another one before christmas i'm gonna be in the alps for the next few months but i've got a few recorded already and i'm hoping to meet some interesting people out there and i've got i've got some i don't know it's a, it's a strange place for ministry to change at the moment it's going to obviously change because i'm going to be based in one place for a few months and then following that a similar arrangement so i'm going to see how that all works out but it's just going to mean a new unexplored territory for ministry change and that's a good thing that's the space where you can really grow in those unexplored territories so anyway watch the space i'll be back soon and if you're listening to this before christmas then have a wonderful christmas if you listen to after christmas i hope you had a good christmas and have a wonderful year if you're listening to it in a few years time i hope you've had wonderful years and years in between and anyway i'll be back soon and i'll speak to you later goodbye